What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Welcome back to the Wine We interview every job occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you can find your dream job too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Dr. Nicholas Morrissey. Now, Nick is the Associate Professor of Clinical Surgery and Vascular Sur- and a Vascular Surgeon at Columbia University Medical Center. He has over 27 years of experience treating diseases of the arteries, veins, and limbic systems, and is a also a veteran, having served in the U.S. Army Reserve Medical Corps during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Now, the doctor is known for taking time to connect with his patients, ensuring they're comfortable, and has a lot to share with us here today. So, Nick, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Let's proceed. Let's do this. Let's do this thing. Now, Nick, how are you feeling today? I feel really good. Thank you for asking. Very nice. Very nice. And Nick, I'm very happy to have you on today, uh, our first surgeon. So, uh, Nick, let's go ahead and uh, well, actually, let's let's get a little background. So how you I mean, um, in, in times like this, you know, um, where, you know, the world is kind of turning itself upside down and inside out. Um, you're a surgeon, you're, you're, you know, uh, front line with uh, stuff. So I really have been asking a lot of people this week, you know, how, you know, the, um, the work life has been. And I'm curious to know, you know, what, what's been going on lately with you? Well, it, you're, you hit the nail on the head. It really has turned the world upside down, everybody's life. And for people um, in medicine and surgery, it's um, been particularly impactful. We essentially have completely changed our work uh, schedule and um, and our types of procedures. So we have gone from doing a full day of surgery most days of the week to getting rid of most elective surgeries and only doing emergencies. And at the same time, surgeons are um, volunteering and doing other types of medicine that we can help other people on the front lines and taking care of the patients who are very sick. So it's a lot of turmoil right now, just like for everybody. So what I'm dealing with now in my life is very different than my day to day. Very nice. Very nice. And we're, we're about to dive right into that. So, uh, Nick, why did you become a surgeon? So it's an interesting question. I, um, I decided during my teen years that I wanted to be a doctor. I think I was, it was at a time when I was, um, working particularly hard in summer times to save money to go to college. And I just sort of needed some guidance. And uh, uh, one day it just sort of dawned on me that um, medicine would something would be something that would fit my personality. Um, I was really shy and uh, clumsy, believe it or not, as a kid. And so I kind of looked to things that would bring me out of those um, those failings, if you will. So if you're shy, what do you do? You want to get yourself into a business where you're around people a lot. And if you're clumsy, then you want to sort of take on something that makes you have to get really good with your hands. So I took on things that were more challenging. And, you know, this uh, the idea of loving being around people that really makes for um, an enjoyable career in medicine and surgery, then uh, having a desire to really work with your hands and be creative uh, makes someone want to become a surgeon. And also the idea of accomplishing a lot. So we 
surgeons like to pride ourselves on actually getting a lot done. I mean, all doctors do, all all people do, but we we do really like to focus on getting a lot done in a day's time and having a lot of impact for each of the things that we do. Very nice. Very nice. I love that answer right there. So can you like really uh, break down just a little bit more, you know, what that process was like? So, um, I mean, I think you uh, were talking a lot about, you know, how um, uh, you wanted to like venture off from uh, being that that kid who was kind of clumsy and, and whatnot. Um, I want to know, you know, what when did it, you know, really hit that, okay, uh, this is something that I really want to do for the rest of my life. And also that, um, you know, like how long did it take? Because I know that's a big question for a lot of people who are um, looking towards this career and, you know, how long they might be in school and whatnot. So can we get a little bit of a breakdown on that? Sure. Um, so the the process of coming to those decisions is a stepwise one. And I think I've always been a believer that when you make a decision, uh, you you can't change that decision. You need to take the results of that decision and make the most of it. And that usually involves going one direction or another. So I decided medicine. When I was in medical school, I realized that I liked surgery a lot and I uh, liked being up early, getting stuff done early in the day. So I went the road of surgery. And then when it came time to decide what kind of surgery during my residency, which again, as you think about college is four years, it's a lot of time, four years of medical school and a lot more time. And then residency when I trained was five to seven years of surgery followed by two years of specialty training. Now these days, the training for the people coming out of school now has shrunk down in terms of the amount of time that you have to spend. And most vascular surgeons can train in a total of five to six years after medical school. So we've really trimmed it down and made it more efficient. Um, but I've always been a believer that when you make a decision, you make the best of that decision and you move forward. You don't move backwards. And the other thing about our career, and I think anybody's career, believe it or not, you're never really too old to to change direction. You can always um, you can always take on a new uh, challenge. A lot of times it'll be a challenge that's not something completely new, but a challenge that grows out of uh, your craft that you've developed over the last several years of your career. So the, my advice to anybody is to always look at your career as a dynamic living entity that can be, that can be cultivated in, according to what your, um, what your strengths are and what your interests are. And those will evolve over time. Very nice. Very nice. I love that piece of advice. And, you know, uh, again, let me let me go back a little bit further. So uh, what what do you think are some childhood hobbies or habits that you think matriculated into who you became today? Well, I, you know, a lot of people who go into surgery say that, like, especially like in orthopedics, you'll hear a lot of people say that they were really into woodworking and carpentry and building cars and stuff, sort of mechanical people, because orthopedics is a lot of, you know, bones and screws and that kind of thing. Um, heart surgeons, uh, oftentimes were always very, um, into very fine, fine motor type of, uh, things when they were growing up. For me, it wasn't any particular, you know, hobby or skill that really got me interested in it. Uh, one of the things to me that was, um, most motivating was realizing that, um, whatever you're going to do, if you're going to, if you're going to excel at it and be unique at it, it's going to take a lot of effort and a lot of practice. So the idea of, so when I was a kid, I, one of my favorite hobbies was skiing. 
And it took a lot of practice, a lot of dedication, a lot of work, you know, during the season and in the off season to get really good at that. So the idea of actually perfecting something that you really love is probably what would be the skill or the hobby that got me to um, to understand what it would take to be where I am now. Very nice. Very nice. OK, so. Um, and let, even um, we were we were kind of touching on it um, before I even started asking questions. But, you know, this next question is what's the average day like for you? And I really just want to know, um, not even again, not even right now, but like uh, and on any other day, what would what would the average day be like? Yeah. So that's a really good point, because during during the average existence of someone like me, the typical day uh, will be so there's. There's a couple of types. We do have a, an office that we see where we see patients, and those patients can be post-operative. In other words, they've already had their surgery. They're coming back to make sure that, you know, incisions are healing and um, that their the operation has been a success. Then you'll have some folks who are pre-operative who are coming in because they need surgery. And then there are some, even in vascular surgery, we don't operate on most of our patients. They come to us with diseases that may not need an operation. So we have a a very diverse clinic uh, office population. Most other days would be starting in an operating room doing various types of vascular procedures, uh, usually between three to five or six in a day, uh, and working from, you know, probably 6.37 in the morning till five to seven at night. And there are nights when you're on call, and if there's an emergency that requires immediate surgery, you have to be come in from home and uh, do an operation in the middle of the night. And that still happens not infrequently. So it's a busy day. And it's also very nice because it's usually an unpredictable day. And so you never get bored. Very nice. Very nice. So what do you enjoy the most about being a surgeon? It's interesting. For me, the most enjoyable thing is relationships I have with patients. I develop sort of long-term connections with people. Uh, One of the hard parts of being on quarantine or, or under... Um, not having folks come to visit is we do a lot of visits like this. We do telehealth visits, which is fine and it works out well, but you sort of miss that human interaction, that the hands-on, the touching, and those are very important. So for me, it's always been the the development of relationship, the establishment of trust, which then leads to you being able to do something physically invasive, which then makes them better, hopefully. And then the continuation of that relationship with the observing how they're how they recover and making sure that in an ongoing basis long term they do well i always tell patients that once you're with me you never leave me unless you want to leave me so they're always they're always my patient until one of us either retires or or passes away so the continuity and the relationships are most important but also the fun of doing the procedures and having a good really good uh, technical outcome very nice. Very nice. So, of course, the back end of that question is, what do you enjoy the least? The least? Oh, um, I think for anybody in any world, when you have a difficult situation, um, you know, in medicine, a lot of times people are not going to do well. They have diseases that you just aren't going to, not, they're not, they may not survive from. So having difficult conversations with people about sometimes end of life issues, sometimes you know, if procedures are not are not indicated, um, you know, a lot of people are looking to us for hope. And sometimes the best hope we can give them is that to give them a comfortable life, whatever 
time they have left. So when communication breaks down or when folks have a, an unfortunate um, uh, outcome, complication or, or death, those are obviously the times that you that are most negatively impactful on your emotional state. Okay, okay. And uh, this right here, this next question right here is my favorite question. And okay. of course it is, you know, do you think that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in your career today? You know, I saw that question and I think there's no, you know, medical school is very competitive. Uh, and then getting into residency after medical school is very competitive. So there's multiple layers, levels of where it's competitive. But I always tell my students, and I teach a lot of medical students and residents, to me, the key to successful grades is always, there's one word that I can uh, think of, and it's enthusiasm. And where does enthusiasm come from? It comes from loving what you're doing. So if you really like what you're doing, if you really like, now granted, there are people will say, well, I'm gonna go into medicine, but why do I have to really love chemistry and this and that? Well. There are a lot of things we do in medicine, like one of the, the drugs that we use and things like that, you know, to make people better. There's a lot of chemistry involved. So I feel like you don't have to love every single subject, but you have to be enthusiastic about learning. So if you have the enthusiasm, then the grades will come. You know, the grades are not the ultimate thing. There's, you know, your interactions on during an interview, extracurricular activities are something that medical schools and residency programs look at a lot because we like to identify people who are not just focused on the science, but are more well-rounded human beings. So do they matter? Yes. Are they uh, the ultimate? No, they're not. But I would say that if you have the enthusiasm and you really want it, the grades will follow. Perfect. Perfect. That rolls into my next question beautifully. Um, now, I'm going to break it down a little bit because uh, this word gets thrown around uh, willy nilly nowadays. But what do you feel that your impact is? When I say impact, I mean, what are you devoted to and what's your devotion? Well, what do you wake up every day and you're just like, uh, you know? Well, it's been a little bit turned upside down with this uh, public health crisis because we're changing jobs a little bit. But yeah, so I always, and that's an important thing because when people ask me for advice, the most important thing that I uh, that I think of in the mornings when I, or I can tell people in terms of how do you guide your choices is what is the, what impact are you going to have on the people around you? Uh, because it's either going to be positive or negative. And I think if you can find that that that's what drives you and that having a positive impact on people, then I think that makes your ability to get up and do your job uh, during the day a lot easier. Um, so I think that your impact comes from your caring, which is if you have it, it's obvious to people, you really can't fake that. And your enthusiasm, again, I use that word for actually getting something done that will actually help them. So the, the, the combination is finding a craft, honing that craft, practicing that craft, becoming as good at it as you can, and then using that to impact people around you using your unique skills combined with your enthusiasm. Very nice. Very nice. I love that answer to that question. And you've given great advice and great answers all interview long, but uh, we are down to that last question. So if there is one, just one piece of advice that you could give to somebody out there listening right now, who wants to be in the position that you're in today, what would that be? You know, don't force yourself into something that you think other people want you to do. 
or that looks good on paper. And really make sure that as you're each step of the way, that you're enjoying each part. And, and don't be afraid to change things up along the way if you feel like there's something else may fit you better. Because what you don't want to have is to be 20 years into a career and say, wow, I made a mistake. So be flexible uh, and make sure that it's something that each step of the way you're enjoying. And don't consider the journey to be a, just a means to an end. You need to enjoy the journey as well. Very nice. Very nice. And I, I definitely, I definitely, definitely a thousand percent agree with what you were saying. Um, now, you've given an excellent, excellent, excellent interview. I could not have asked for a better interview from another surgeon on this earth. So um, is there any way that my my people can reach you, or, uh, whether it's a website, social media, book, anything that they can, you know, check you out on? Um, you know, it's interesting. I can give you my Twitter. Okay. My social media is at, um, for Twitter is at Nick Morris, E-M-D, N-I-C-K-M-O-R-R-I-S-S-E-Y-M-D. Um, that's, um, I mean, they can contact me through you guys. Um, but is that, is that the kind of contact you're thinking about or? Yeah, yeah. Just, just social media, website, you know, anything you want to promote or, or get out there for uh, the audience to listen. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So I actually do think that probably through the Twitter, since I just restarted it and it's more of a professional and I have a lot of my colleagues are on there and it's a good place for people to sort of immerse themselves in that world. And so, um, okay. Yeah, and we'll do it. We're, we're going to leave that link right in the description below folks. Go ahead and check them out. And uh, again, couldn't have asked for a better interview from Nicholas today. And he gave an excellent, excellent interview. And folks, as you know, there are three types of work, a job, a career and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find your career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Nick help you find it here today. And folks, that is a wrap. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a review so that someone else can discover it, too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at YI Network for episode updates, weekly takeaways, quotes of the week, and much, much more. And if you or somebody else you know is passionate about their job and would like to share their story, email us at whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Talk to you soon, folks. And I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen, I never give up, I'm not quitting I'm persistent, I'm willing to go the distance I feel like I'm up on the mount, like I'm pitching, I'm fighting the move